0: Motown Rundown, we are here early on a Wednesday morning. Gentlemen, I'll cut right to the chase. Trent has to get in the car, go out to Indianapolis for the Michigan State Butler basketball game. Hinkle Fieldhouse, they shot Hoosiers there. Collins knows they that. Did. Trent did it's not. It's the scouting
1: report. No, no, no I heard. did. I knew that.
0: Notes, sorry. Trent knew that.
2: <laughs> uh, say, if Trent didn't know that. I don't know why he's even going. Have you yeah, ever been right. to the Fieldhouse, Collins? No, I re- I, I was going buy tickets for this game, but. They like are like they sold out like very quickly. Really, Butler
0: basketball's got its own niche. Like they're res- they're respectable.
2: Yeah, or I and think there's also going to be a ton of Michigan State fans there. Yeah, I would I would happen to it. agree. It's
1: like, it's like a tourism destination for these people.
2: Yeah, MSU's got a ton of Indiana, like Indianapolis, like alums too. They're out
0: there. They're everywhere.
2: Yeah, Spartan,
0: Spartan nation. Um. Well, for the sake of time, I guess we can cut to the chase because, Trent, you got to get in the car and uh, and head out there in about 40 minutes or so. So big day for you ahead, Trent, because you also have to somehow get this podcast uploaded for the people uh, and then get in the car at 11. So we're moving. I will grooving, do what I must. Shaking.
1: I will do what we're I shaking.
0: must. Anything, anything to bring content to the people, content, content, content. Um, let's start with the Tigers. It sounds like we're going to hit all four teams today, um, but potentially the um, biggest news as free agency begins in Major League Baseball. And this was a name that was rumored to to be linked to the Tigers, and the deal ended up getting done. So uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, e I don't know if anyone calls him E-Rod. I'm sure he gets called E-Rod. We're I calling him E-Rod. Call him E-Rod. We are calling him Erod. we are calling We've had K-Rod, now we have E-Rod. I think presumably they're going to wear the same number. So um, Eduardo Rodriguez comes over from the Boston Red Sox, left-handed pitcher. Um, I believe the deal was five years, 77 million, but there's some ordeal where the tigers I think can opt out of it after two years, which I kind of like um, 28 years I think old. He,
2: he can opt out.
0: He can opt out.
2: Yes. Well, which well, is good. It's good.
0: I guess, unless he's has a horrible two years and he's like, ah, I'll just stay here and cash in my. No, but rent. I
2: think it's regardless. I think it, the whole idea is like, if I pitch really good these two years, I'm opting out. And if, you guys want to pay me more, we'll pay more. If not, like, I like that idea. Good
0: way to put it. I like that. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez
2: comes over. He was 13 and eight last year with a
0: four, seven, four ERA. Um, I believe the average is if not just beholden to last year, I think a career like 10 strikeout per nine inning guy uh, won the world series with the Red Sox in 2018. I don't know if I would say like one of the more, is would you would I don't know, would you guys say that he was one of the more coveted uh, starting pitching free agents this year? I mean, maybe for lefties, probably like.
1: Well, I think that's the big draw is that he's a lefty, but yeah, absolutely. He was in the upper echelon of available yeah. guys. Like, I, I'm not well, gonna say he was a top three guy, but Boston I mean, and Toronto guy. definitely
2: yeah. wanted him. I the one thing I follow a lot of I randomly follow like three or four Boston Red Sox fans, and they're all upset that he left, which I like to hear. You know yeah, what I mean? that's good. <laughs> yeah. Was, well yeah, that's so a franchise a that Take that's a franchise that God.
1: demands a lot, a fan base that demands a lot, so you're right, Collins, it's got to say something.
2: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't great last year. He had like a really bad he had an awful COVID experience. Yeah, he missed I well I believe he missed all of 2020 cuz he had uh
1: myocarditis that uh Yeah, like he, he was like condition
2: ma- like messed up from covid, like he really had it bad. So Well
1: the stat you keep seeing though is that he led the Red Sox and wins, so that's cool, but
2: you know who else had a really horrible covid experience?
1: Victor Reyes. Play the man. Continue. Go ahead. <laughs> Good point. Yeah,
0: but oh. hey, Erod Cy Young, Cy young uh, I think he placed sixth in the Cy Young voting in 2019. So and at 28 years old, too. I mean, I don't I don't mean to just look at age as being like, that's all that the Tigers should be worrying about. Just like stay young. But I mean, a pretty a pretty proven guy that They're not I would say that much. They're really not. Yeah, but I I think the most important thing for me is, like, number one, I I love his strikeout rate, which is going to be fun to watch for Tigers fans. Um, Apparently, there was something that got thrown out, too, about his numbers against AL Central teams has been, like, lights out. Um, But I think, most importantly, this is a signing that takes you in the direction of this is a guy that's going to be a piece of this roster for – presumably at least two years, as, as many as five. And as you said, Collins, there's always that chance that he opts out if he's playing well to go get more money from um, the Tigers or someone else. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think, you know, this is not a Jose Urania or a Tyson Ross or whatever that guy's name is that pitched like two games or, or, or Julio uh, to Like this is a guy who the Tigers foresee as being like, this was a guy that's going to help the rotation and be a piece here for a couple of years as they're trying to compete. So I don't know what the other, I mean, again, I know Jose Barrios just got paid big time by the Blue Jays. I didn't need to see the Tigers do any of that, but for a decent price, as you said, Collins, um, a guy that I think is, is, is going to be a, um, a, a pretty solid piece of the rotation when you still have, you know, I wouldn't say question marks, but you know, you're looking to see what kind of pitcher you get out of Tarek Skubal, Matt Manning, And Casey Mize this year. Plus, there was still, you know, uh, conversation left on the board of of Justin Verlander. Please God, do it. You're hearing whatever about I don't know if Syndergaard just signed with the Angels for a year, and for whatever reason, Verlander was kind of like, oh, he might go out to L.A. But whatever, I was reading about how it's either the Tigers or probably an East Coast team.
2: So I would like to think it's like literally. I think it's between the Yankees, Sox, and my Tigers. And if he goes to any of those two teams, I will legit cry. Yeah, yeah, cry yeah that would be disheartening if he went
0: to go play for the Yankees or the well. Red Sox. I think they have way more money to
2: give them. That's like the thing. I well, I,
1: but you know what? You know what my message is to JV? Another World Series is not gonna move the needle for you whatsoever, positive yeah, or negative.
2: That's why I think he just wants money. Well,
1: that, yeah, but he also might want sentimental value, potentially. I, d-
2: I do think he does have sentimental value, Trent. That's like the thing. I'm not putting it out of the question. But I don't know what the market price is for him. I mean, he turned out, I, I don't, did he turn down his qualifying offer officially? I don't even know if he has. I
1: have no idea. I have no I temperature. On this. I,
2: I just don't, I don't have a readout. On, on if he know. turns that down, I think he's expecting at least two for 25 or something. You know what I mean? Like 25 million yeah. years. Well, what you now have though,
1: when, when you 20? have, you know, I don't when you know. have, Erod, my, scuba, and manning. Yeah, a guy like Verlander would be the perfect fourth or fifth guy. Just Verlander for 20.
2: I would pick two for 40 for Verlander. I is Turnbull supposed
0: it. to come back anytime soon? Who? Turnbull?
2: No, he's not pitching this year.
0: Oh, is that I did I I wasn't sure of the timeline of when he went down, but is well, Armando
1: Galarraga available?
2: In, Can they sign Armando Galarraga? Yeah,
0: Annabelle Sanchez.
2: What's it all? I the one thing I, I was know. thinking is Boyd coming back, but I guess that's like oh yeah, that's
0: right, that's right. But I they haven't really about talked Bader. about
2: it, so I'm assuming that's just like he's not coming back.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't, and and that's where now that I think about it, I don't really know where JV fits into that mix. But for the sake of well, nostalgia, yeah,
2: Matt Boyd and Turnbull did Kit Rocks this year if they're assigned to sign Justin Berlander.
0: That's fair. Oh will I I I've been curious to see. I mean, obviously we haven't seen JV pitch in a year, so. I'm sure he's still got some, you know, he's still got stuff. I just don't know how much left he thinks he has in
2: the tank. Dude, as far as there would be so like, many, there would be so he many. He wants to pitch till he's 43 rabs. He's like 38 right he's now. He's
1: the Tom Brady of baseball. He's going to be like, yeah, I, I think I can play till I'm 50. Like, okay, dude.
2: I well, I think I, pitching is like the one position in sports I actually think you can um, if you're good, but I don't think you'll probably, he probably won't be good until then. But I don't know. Kenny Rogers did it. Yeah. Are they just signing Pareja? It sounds like they're signing Perea. I read, I saw
0: one, I saw one, um, article that was like four lines of text that just said like, "Oh yeah, some guy tweeted that." Um, according to some of his ESPN or his baseball insiders, that Correa to Detroit has a done deal, and I just like laughed. I was like, "That's enough for me to like say it on the podcast." Like, I will we'll, the Motown rundown will be the first to report that. Carlos well, that, I saw that tweet from
2: like that Balco guy. I mean, I'll believe it. I probably don't think he has any sources, but the fact that I believe, I mean, first of all, the fact that Correa was like talking shit about Derek Jeter made me laugh. And I I just, yeah, I don't think the Yankees want to bring in a Houston Astro. I really, I think that could go very poorly. I really do. Like if Perea does not play good in like the first year, that could get sideways real fast. Patriot's Um, way. It just seems like the the Tigers are like the last man standing with Perea.
1: Well, they were also the first man standing. That's the thing. Is they were also the first well, team once that, he
2: if he wasn't doing that to Houston, I always kind of thought it was Detroit or the Yankees, and it right. doesn't really seem like the Yankees want him, they want senior more. So I feel like the Tigers are gonna have an opportunity to sign him if they want to.
1: Agree. I my last
2: thought and on it this seems like they want to.
1: My last thought on this Tiger stuff is your 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 offseason checklist is about four bullet points. It's getting a vet pitcher. A young pitcher, a shortstop, and a catcher. And if the Correa signing happens, you have checked three of those boxes. You just need your vet. If Verlander happens, you have completed your offseason checklist before December even hits, which would be well. If
2: they get Verlander, I'm like all oh, in. Like I, I like, I'll buy opening day tickets immediately. <laughs> I'm going opening day regardless. But I'm- yeah,
0: I, I'd like to go to that too. Is it is it true that Tyler Collins was signed to a minor league contract?
2: to hear this?
0: Remember no, Tyler Collins. For the Tigers? I believe so. I, 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 this could be. I'm looking this up as we speak.
2: What is this from 2018? Yeah, I did not know. He was still in baseball. Never forget when he flipped
0: off the crowd. Yeah, maybe completely. I don't know if I don't. I think
2: this is wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I will say he's out of the league.
2: Yeah, I would assume so. Um. I've seen, I think it's uh, like, I think the Tigers are trying to shortstop regardless. We talked about backup plans. It seems like the backup plan is if they don't get Ray, they're going to sign story, which I don't love, TB, to be honest, but. I'm fine with that. Were you just going to say TBH? Yes, I was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, that's all I got for Tigers. Unless you guys want to keep going, yeah.
0: No, we can we can keep rolling. Um, more dominoes to fall, obviously. Um,
2: so sign we'll Correa, please. Cover it. And anything. sign JV. God. Yeah, just get it done, dude. They're, if the, they the, sign JV, I'll start crying. I'm the so Tigers happy. are
1: already a good team. If they sign JV, that will just drive more fans into Comerica. It'll be it'll, it can only. No, I,
2: I Justin Verlander's first start back at Comerica would be like a playoff game. It'll be a yeah. sellout. Yeah. Oh my god, I love Justin Verlander. God.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, as so well, let's uh we'll keep rolling here. Uh let's do some pistons. Um, and then we'll hit the wings and finally we'll wrap up with Lions because we actually have some uh some things to discuss today. I don't know where we left off on pistons. Um I'm trying to think of when we recorded last week, but they
2: beat the after Raptors. the Jalen Dream game.
0: Yeah. Okay, so they they drop a, I mean, just a talk about like 0405 Pistons score of, I mean, on the wrong side of it, but 98 to 78 to the Cavs on the road. Um, then you pick up a win over the Raptors. And then the game that I was at the other day, um, you lose the Kings at home 129 to 107 on a, on a Monday night where you could hear a pin drop in the arena. Um, they do play the Pacers today at home. Um, so they have a, I mean, they're going to see the Pacers, then they're going to see the Warriors at home, the Lakers at home, the Heat, and they go back on the road. So um Tyrese Halliburton comes to the building against uh Killian Hayes as I was uh you know watching watching that happen whatever the storylines are that I made up in my brain of what the uh, Pistons could have should have would have um but nonetheless um I don't know guys I don't know what to tell you you guys watch more Pistons games than I do all I can tell you is from the little that I've watched and um it, they have a tough time scoring points, and I just don't. I I I struggle to see where, for a roster that's predominantly the same as far as the guys that got run last year, with the addition of Cade Cunningham, I just I don't. I'm just kind of failing to see why it's so hard for this team to be productive. And I think that Dwayne Casey's coaching situation should be in question. I don't. I don't. I'm not calling for his head to be fired, I but. But I just – I don't know what you have seen from this coach other than he's a nice guy and he seems like he cares about the, the young guys. I know he was coach of the year before he came over here, but I just – I don't know.
2: don't know what to tell I you. Get, yeah. I get me. that sentiment. First of all, I you didn't mention the Toronto game, which I think was the awesome. most – if you're a Pistons fan, it was the best team of the year. Just Killian Hayes played really good. Kate Cunningham didn't have a great game, but he pr- he showed what Kate Cunningham does. Well, he also in, in was the he games. was
1: he was the clutch guy. He had two shots. No, out. no, yeah,
2: he, he made two great baskets. But Killian played really good that game. And it's a decent Raptors team um, on the road. Pretty hostile environment. So yeah, that, Stewart that was,
1: Stewart dropped twenty as well.
2: Yes, um, I think that's kind of been the missing piece this year. They haven't really found a way to get Stewart going offensively. And I know he's not an offensive player, but I, I would like to see him to get a little bit more touches. Um, as much as Mason Plumley sucks, and the fact that Kelly Owennick is hurt right now, I think they kind of miss a steady Eddie, like, center. That, like, pick and roll, like, whatever decent rebounder. I think they miss Mason Plumley in that as much as I hate to say that because I, I want to see the young guys get minutes. Um, I'm not a fan of someone Casey's, like, um, rotations, but when you look at some of the teams they've played, I don't like personally, don't know how you'd expect them. Like, they're just not as good as some of these other teams. And Sadiq Bay and Killian Hayes have not played great so far. Like, I, I the difference between Sadiq Sidibe, Bay's shots have just not fall, fell, excuse me, and Killian Hayes, I mean, has not looked comfortable offensively. So, I mean, you're letting these guys play major minutes, so you hopefully – hope they, like, kind of shake out of that. Um, I'm not going to, like, beat a broken horse down. They need – I don't understand why they're not playing Saban Lee over Corey Joseph. I just think he's better. Um, Also, Hamadou Diallo is going to be, like, off this team in two weeks.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for him. I feel – I don't know
2: why we re-signed him. We're not even playing him.
1: Yeah, like, at all. Uh, Look, my my thoughts on – the the most recent games is the Cavaliers game that dude, that is just an atrocity. 78 points. Like,
2: well, they had no bids. They had Luka playing against all those bids. Yeah. Is... So
1: that that's just tough, but it's, it's like, you should never be scoring 78 points in 2021 and the Raptors game. You're right. Collins, you follow that up. And that's probably the best game of the whole season in terms of, you know, what you want to see from the team, but then right back, it's the up-down theory. You go right back to the Kings game, and it's just like it's like twelve to thirty-seven Kings in the first quarter. It it is just an atrocity. And I got I got George and Greg, God love them, talking about how the comeback is on when they cut it to fourteen in the second quarter. That it's just it's honestly tough to watch, which is disappointing. And I am here to say with my hand up and hella egg on my face that I slammed more Kool-Aid for this Pistons team than I ever have for the Detroit Lions. I bet the ranch on the over twenty-five and a half wins for this Pistons team. Thinking that they would somehow make somewhat of a jump in this in their second year together, like you would think logically would happen. But I'll tell you what, guys, they better beat the Pacers tonight because coming up you got the Warriors, Lakers, Heat, Bucks, Clippers, Lakers, Trailblazers, Suns. When does your next win come? Like, that's what I'm saying. You got you got to get win number four tonight because if you don't, you won't win again until December. And that's not me being pessimistic or anything. That's just me basing that off what I've seen so far. And you're right, Collins. Cade has shown some stuff. And Sadiq Bey, I think. I like what I've
2: seen from Cade, to be honest. I,
1: I love it, too. And aside from his first two games, he's really taken off since then. And, and what you haven't seen from Sadiq Bey, I think, is largely a result of... He's now essentially the team's number one, or team's one B, if Jeremy Grant's the team's number one. Whatever. Like he just he gets defensive attention now, whereas last year as a rookie, people didn't really expect much from him. Even even though it's an NBA team, you know, yeah, the but Pistons, he like
2: misses open shots, a lot of open shots right now, Tron.
1: And maybe that's pressure. I agree. Maybe that maybe that's pressure. But look, the bottom line is the team is not performing well all eyes are on everyone, but I, I, I agree with Rabs I, and Collins. I think this should be our closing Pistons point. I, I am looking at Dwayne Casey now. I just am. And I want your thoughts cause I know you're not, but I'm looking at Dwayne Casey and I'm saying, like Rab said, this is essentially the same exact core. You just add Cade and now you're not actively trying to lose games. At least I don't think so. Like you were last season.
2: So why can't you win? I'll say this though. Like, well, I mean, they had the worst record in the league last year. So. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. And when I say, why can't you win? I'm not saying win, like, like four seed in the East. What I'm saying is, like, why do the you Pistons still have to
2: win four more games, Trent, and if Killian Hayes and Cade Honingham and Steve Bay and Isaiah Stewart keep progressing, that's all Dwayne Casey needs to do. All he needs to do.
1: No, I, I agree. What I'm saying is I don't. they're not on pace to do that at all. Like, they won I... three games, and we're in mid-November.
2: I get that, Trent, but it, like, I think the more concerning thing is that Sidibe and, like, Isaiah Stewart consistently have not been great. And Killian Hayes is still, I mean, Killian Hayes is a project point blank. I've said that, like, three times already on the show. So, um, but if you just, I, I just want to see the young guys cook. So, I'm fine with them losing all these games. If, if it comes to a point where it's like they haven't like the players all hate them, they don't respect. I don't think they're at that point and I trust them developing players. So I'm going to stick with Tony Casey. That's just me. I don't think winning is all, I, I don't think they're trying to win. I really don't.
1: Okay. Well, so you talk me off the ledge when you say all that stuff, because I agree. Like I would, I, I just want the young players to cook. I think my thing is that my expectations were way too high unrealistically high so that's why I get in my head I
2: think the bench pieces are terrible every oh my
1: god dude every bench
2: piece that or contributing player last year that played well has not been good this year Frank Jackson hasn't been good Josh I I think Josh Jackson like does the most most but he's not doing what he did offensively last year Olenek I think was your best option he's out for like four weeks um trying to think who else Corey Joseph, Corey Joseph brings you nothing. Diallo doesn't even play. Diallo won't. I think they're going to cut Diallo. I actually think they're going to. They might. But one last point. Yeah, one there was, like, point. something going on with him and Casey at the end of one of those games the other night.
1: Well, I get it, dude. If I was Diallo, I'd be like, why but the hell you guys I mean, they
2: played him the first couple of games, and he was didn't bring them anything either, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe now. But at this point, you're play. right,
2: Trent. They should try anything, so.
1: Yeah, and, I ju- dude, two points real quick. Number one, I hate Trey Lyles. Get him off the team. Number two, I am literally explaining to my dad. My dad is a diehard Pistons fan, but he hasn't watched a ton this year. And I'm explaining to him that Corey Joseph stinks. And as I'm explaining this and how it's saving Leash a get more minutes, he throws a pass out of bounds to nobody. And I am just – I, it, it, it was in that first quarter of the Kings game, that nauseating Kings I game. I saw that.
0: I was actually watching that. In yes, as I was eating food in the media dining. <laughs> okay.
1: So that's all. I'm just saying, if you're literally telling someone about how bad someone is and then they make a horrendous play, he also missed a layup right at the rim.
2: He's also, Dad. like, not young. No, Dude. he's not. It, doesn't make, it made zero sense. I know he has this relationship with Joseph. Trent, you're completely right. You can play Joseph, but that doesn't mean you can't play Saban Lee, like, at all. Yeah, Saban, Lee. Saban oh. Lee's been on
1: the Motor City Cruise half the year. Yeah,
2: it's 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 League Player
1: of the year, Saban Lee. So, so to me, Ra- Rabs and Collins, that is the one thing to me where yes, where wins and losses might not count on Dwayne Wacy's Dwayne Wacy Dwayne Casey's record. I like that Dwayne Wacy. Yeah, that that's like my evil Dwayne Casey name. I guess I'm Dwayne should, w- more like I,
0: Dwayne Wasty.
1: I should ooh. Rabs, you're gonna start a movement. All I'm saying is if wins and losses don't show up on Dwayne Casey's record, then that kind of stuff with the Sabin Lee minutes and the Corey Joseph minutes definitely does. And if there's if there's cause for Pistons fans to be upset with this guy, that's where it is. So Collins, you're right. And it might not that be so right. much wins and losses. For me, it's wins and losses because I slammed the blue and red Kool-Aid before the season. But in the big picture, you know, whatever. That's enough Pistons. Unless unless Collins, you got any closing thoughts? Nope. Got to get a win versus the Pacers tonight.
0: You have to. Yep. Probably Pistons won't. Pacers tonight. Live from LCA. Um, other t- team in LCA, Detroit Red Wings. Um, again, trying to rack my brain of where we left off. I think the last game we talked about was the Oilers game, which was great. Um, since then, hasn't been all that pretty. Uh, you lose 2-0 to the Capitals at home. Um, I think that I think when we recorded the last podcast, they were playing the Capitals that night. Um, so that's a two nothing game. As I said that day, the caps owed you one um, and, and they definitely got you back there. Um, then you see the Canadians at home. Uh, you win that game in overtime, which was awesome, because for whatever reason, um, Trent, that's the day that uh, Michigan State, I had the Trent Valley uh, Memorial, Michigan State, Detroit Red Wings parlay. I told Trent, you're going to want the Wings money line on this today. They won.
1: Um and Rabs you, Rabs, Rabs was still. I Rabs told me to go for it and I went for it. And I was elated that night. Yeah. Put, it, that's put it all on Lions to cover the next day, by the way. Never mentioned that because of the tie, but more on nice. that later. Great. But yeah, so the Wings win that one, which is
0: great. Um, then they have the Blue Jackets on Monday. Uh they lose that game five to three. Um, that was a game that they were in all the way for the most part. Um, they ended up taking the lead late in the third and they let up two goals so Um, One of those games that you probably want to have back and you'll look back and, you know, on the season and, you know, games that you probably could have had, you could have won. That was one of them. I thought they played really well in that game just for the, you know, beside the the standpoint of you score a late goal with, I think, like six minutes left and then you let in two and um, two or three, I believe. I'm trying to think back to that game, but. Um, tough loss there. And then, uh, you see the stars last night. Thanks a lot to uh ESPN and ESPN plus. I could not watch that game, even though I live 30 minutes away from where the, where the team plays Dude, you should um, the majority it. of their games. Well, I have, so we have the, it's uh, Disney good, Plus actually. bundle. We have the Disney plus bundle, but it's, uh, so you get like Disney plus, you get Hulu and you get ESPN plus. But the problem is all my fantasy and, and, uh, it, it stuff that I use and all my alerts on my phone is all linked to my personal ESPN account, which I don't have ESPN plus Then my mom's got her account to use like the Hulu live and, or Hulu and whatever I just mentioned. So I'd have to like,
2: were you, were you not at log home? Into that one. Huh? Were you not at home able to like the home base to watch? It? Is that why? No, I was, I was, I was home. I just
0: didn't want to go through the trouble of, of getting it all. So that's probably, okay. Then me.
2: that's your fault.
0: But it's still it's still the principle of the fact that I live 30 minutes away from the well, I, I live
2: I live 30 minutes away too, Rebs and I have YouTube TV and I can't even watch anyone on Ballet Sports. I have to illegal stream it. So yeah.
0: So it just that's that's brutal. The fact that I couldn't watch my team play. Um, but nonetheless, it seemed like the, the stars were just controlling pace the entire night. Uh, you sneak a couple goals in. Zadina had one. Um Larkin had one. Larkin had an unbelievable goal as well. It was a sick um, goal but I think that the the wings are have been a tad bit sluggish to start off this road trip um, between the Columbus game and the Dallas game. Um, You lose Mitchell Stevens to IR and Joe Valeno has now been called up to play in his place. The one thing I don't necessarily agree with, with Joe Valeno is that he's now centering or playing wing on the fourth line. I just think Joe Valeno has so much more to his game offensively than a guy like Michael Rasmussen. So when Mitchell Stevens goes down and, you know, I don't, I, I've, I've never been against Joe Valeno starting the year in the AHL. Um, but what I will say is, if you're going to have Joe Valeno up to play minutes, especially to replace a guy that plays in the fourth line, I'd really just like to see it move Michael Rasmussen down to the fourth line. I mean, there, there's a certain element to his game where he's he's gotten a lot better skating wise in the last year or so. I just, I, I don't, it's so hard for me to see. This upside of him being like a middle six center on this team. And I would like to think that if the team is, 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 uh, trajecting, what am I, what's the word? Projecting, transcending, tracking, trending, saying, trending. trending, trending. If the team is trending upwards with the, with the forward group, I would like, like to think that the, the day comes where Michael Rasmussen is not in that conversation in the middle. I just haven't seen it. So, um, to, to me, I think to have a guy like that on the fourth line who's a, who's a, big long center Um, you know the, his his skill component of his game is an upside to be playing in a in a line like the fourth line and I do think he has you know just with his size and his frame he has a bit of a physical edge that he you have to play with playing in a, in a bottom six role but when Joe Valeno's up I would just much rather see him between like an Ernie and an Emesnikov on the third line he had two points and one game or two games, or whatever he was up a little bit earlier this year. So, I mean, by, by I don't really understand the theory of like cutting his minutes and, and you know, playing him on a line that's really not intended to score goals. So, um, that's that for me. I don't really have a whole lot. Um, I still think the goalie play has been fine. Um, my, my things just to like watch, I would say, and I was kind of having this conversation last night in my wing nuts group chat with my uh with my two buddies that get pretty locked into all the wings games. Um Phillips Adina obviously he scores a goal last night but um the the point was just the sentiment was brought up of you you got to see a little something more. I mean I would say in reality for the second third lines like they've they've been decent um this year for the sake of you know you, you you're getting a little bit of production. Obviously there's no question that your top line has his carried the load tremendously um, other guys have chipped in here and there defensively um, I think the defensemen have been a lot more active and in, um, in creating offense and and getting on the score sheet I mean you see how good of a year most siders having so far um, but but you know there, there has to something's got to give with with the second and third lines. and I don't know you know I was very very high on um, Pew Suter coming into this year He's had a bit of a slow start as far as points are concerned. Um, I don't think that the, the second and third line is all that dangerous in the grand scheme of things. I think that they're really solid from a standpoint of just being, you know, being your, your bottom, your middle six to your to your bottom six. Or you kind of know what you get with them on a nightly basis as far as guys that have a high compete level. Um pretty defensively responsible. There's no one that really jumps out on this team. That's like a complete defensive liability to me, um, which is a plus. And I think that's part of Steve Eiserman's whole plan is to get guys that, that can, can play in all three zones and, you know, are, are willing to block shots and, and, and play with a net like playing from their net out first mentality. Um, but again, I, there's, there's still a little bit of, uh that that talent that you might not be seeing, that high-end talent on that second line that you would like to see. Again, you don't have Jacob Vrana. I say it every week. Um, and then you know, you're looking at a guy like Joe Valeno. Can he eventually solidify himself into a second line center role? Um, that's yet to be seen. Um, and then you have Jonathan Burgeon who's who's playing uh minutes in the AHL right now, who you're anticipating coming up to to also be a part of the club. Hopefully, as as soon as you know, in a couple months here, or, or barring any in, unfortunate injuries, you could you could see him. So, um, but back to my point about Phillips Adina. I just the more and more I, I watch this kid, I just don't I don't know. You're, he he was drafted to be an, a, a goal scorer, and I think he only has like three goals to start the season. Um, he gets power play time. So um, bottom line for me is I think that he has to be a lot better on this team. And I know he's still young and there's by no means am I throwing the book out on him. But just as a guy to keep eyes on that, I've, I've been a little disappointed with him and Pew Suter, I think, are two guys that have, have been off. Well, I think it. It Suter and
2: Sedina have different expectations. You should be disappointed with like Sedina. Pew Suter, you're like, eh, thought this would be better.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, again, not a, not a Steve Eizerman draft pick Phillips Adina, but I think in, in his position, I, I know the guy that I, I, I think that the, the most notable guy that was picked behind him was that was Quinn Hughes from Vancouver, not that Quinn Hughes plays, you know, it necess- necessarily fits the mold of what Steve Eizerman trying to do defensively. Well, here. we could
2: use a D like Quinn Hughes. Yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, with Mark Stahl and Danny DeKaiser on the I mean, Danny still. DeKaiser is like dumb. Like he is, after how many more years do we have to pay him? I think this year? is it.
0: This is the last year. I don't know if he'll be one of those guys that you know you bring back really, really, really cheap because he's just he's objectively being overpaid for his services. So I don't know if that's a guy you bring back really, really cheap. Um, because Mark
2: Stahl's contract is also up after this year, and it seems I like Keiser really likes to keep on. Like he he just seems like a guy who's had a ton of injuries. Like he's made it. Like I I could see him being like done. Could,
0: I mean, could be, I don't, I don't think that he is unserviceable like a John, like a Jonathan Erickson became for your team to where it's like, you can't even play him because he's so bad. But um, yeah, I mean, just from a speed standpoint, it's just, it's not there. Um, offensively, he doesn't do much for you. Um, so Yeah, I don't know. But um, the Wings will play the Golden Knights in Vegas tomorrow, um, as we are recording here on Wednesday, and they see the uh, Coyotes before they come back home. So if you can pick up both of those games and split the road trip, fantastic. Um, If not, I mean, I think the Coyotes game, if they lose that game, there's a lot. That's that's would not be a fun practice for the Red Wings uh, when they come back home after the Coyote game, if they lose that one. But Vegas severely banged up a lot of their top a lot of their top horses are uh banged up alex tuck banged up too even though he was just traded to uh buffalo but um they they wouldn't have had him either way so uh well,
1: shout out uncle steve coyotes
0: yes so uh yeah hopefully the wings can uh, can take those two so uh that's all i got for wings um we'll move into uh the lions to end the show here obviously a uh they didn't lose, which is which is great. So sixteen to sixteen tie on the road in Pittsburgh, uh, with the Ben Roethlisberger-less Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Mason Rudolph starts a quarterback. Sloppy game from a standpoint of the weather, um, but if there was any, and I watched the game, Trent. I watched the game. Trent was uh was giving me grief. I watched the game. I didn't have anything going on, so I sat down and watched him. That that was just the epitome of like why this year. I have chosen to not be as invested from the standpoint of just watchability and entertainment factor. Like one of the worst football, it was like, it was like like a car
1: accident. No, that it was, was like, that was the worst football game I've ever seen.
0: Singular. I, yeah. I mean, just like sloppy, like couldn't move the ball. I, I think Jared Goff had 40 passing yards until like a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, the missed kids 11 at
1: halftime, 11 yards at halftime.
0: It's, it's just, I, I mean, I, I don't look, I obviously, you know, Trent, you've watched every game, so I will let you get into whatever you want to get into. I just, I just have to tell you guys just to get it off my chest. I I hope you understand after that game, why it's just been impossible to root for the team and to really care all that much. And the, the it's it's almost it, it's truly an unwatchable product and and a team that's supposed to be rebuilding that has a quarterback that's absolutely inept like I and I I made this point to Trent before you hopped on Collins if I'm Dan Campbell and your team is 0-8 and one there is no reason why David Blau should not get a start and in, in in like soon what what what, Dude,
2: what golf is, didn't even play he was hurt and they didn't even put Blau in yep yeah, so and that that's
1: that's I the, just don't. Either. Rabs, you're exactly right. That's the only thing that I look at Dan Campbell and just question. I I, I love everything I mean, else he's he, done.
2: Collins, go for it. Dude, he sucked on Sunday. He point was point. awful. He was horrible. And I, I hit my breaking what point. What is going on where he's like, is he calling plays now too? I don't think he is. I hope not know he's, like, the guy who's, like, signaling the plays in now for golf, So, he's, like, involved no, in the play tre- He's talking about Dan Campbell right now. He's oh, not oh, talking thought, about okay. Jared Goff.
1: Sorry. Yes, yes, Campbell's calling plays. But, Collins, I'll say this. Why?
2: Because Lynn has been – He's pulled. not a play caller. What is
1: that? Let me say this, though, Collins. I don't think it matters who's calling plays when you're when your quarterback. Doesn't. Dude, because – Well,
2: I mean, it, I mean, when you run the ball on third down every freaking time – in the second half, I'm a little concerned with the play.
1: Yeah, but Collins, that literally just means that they don't trust Goff and or they know he is physically, he's physically incapable. So yes, Collins, you're right. I agree with you. That's the one area where I've been like, Dan, what the hell are we doing? Take that him was out
2: awful.
1: all game. They're talking about, he's got a bad back, got a bad back. Trey flowers reco- recovers the fumble at the end of the game. And there's 15 seconds and you got one play or whatever. And golf can't get it to the end zone. Like what are, what are we doing? So I, I agree with you there. That was the most atrocious football game I've ever seen in my entire life. I'll say that I hit my breaking point with Jared Goff, And I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest takeaway from this game. I know, Breaking point seems a little late in the season to hit that with Jared Goff given how he's played. But dude, 11 yards at halftime. I've never seen anything like it, dude. I I and oh. and I feel I've
0: like I told you this Trent. I I feel bad because he went from being a piece of a Super Bowl team and granted, I don't I don't know what Rams fans thought of Jared Goff when your team goes to a Super Bowl. How can you how can you point at the quarterback and and be mad at with anything that goes on with that team? But I mean, my God, man! I, I, it just at a certain point, again, you're 0-8 and one. You legitimately have nothing to lose. If anything, you're hurting yourself by winning games. So can you can you at least like show a pulse that you care and that you recognize that the team is not good? They can't they can't even move the ball with this guy. Like he 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 actively limits your offense. But but just just the whole just the whole game of the, the fucking, the, the kicker. And I know, I'm sure he's a nice man, but, but like of all kickers that have ever kicked professionally for this guy to come in and not even be close on a natural point. And and they got his college like the, stats the goal the, the field goal of like, like me, like chipping like from 10 feet away from the pin, just blading it like line drive ankle, like worm burner. Like what, like, wasn't even an actual professional kick. This team, man, I I'm sorry, Trent, and I I hope that Dan Campbell come next year or the next couple of years can can figure something out. But for Dan Campbell to be at the podium and go, I feel like I'm in some kind of twilight zone, man. I don't, yeah, welcome welcome back to the Lions, Dan, because I don't get it either. I don't understand how this has to happen week in and week out. They find new ways to lose, tie, like how the, the Pittsburgh Steelers could not have played any worse in that game. Could not have played any worse. They don't have their starting quarterback. You, you get a gift and just like, well, I can tell you this. We were a lot better than we were two weeks ago. Are you, are you actually well, because yes, your quarterback, yes, you
1: saw the Eagles game. Look, the, at the least court- they play
0: hard. Like they the do it, is playing hard, but there's who, I, I, again, you're, you're rebuilding, right? You're rebuilding. Take your medicine, tear the roster down. Let's get young. Let's do this right. Who are you excited on this team to watch? Can you name me like one? Because Hawkinson had zero catches last game. He's more asked, of a reflection
1: on he, the quarterback. He that's can't even
0: Hawkinson can't even go a game without getting three holding calls anymore, either, by the way. So that's, granted, just not, that's simply
1: good, not true. That's just not he, true. He had several holding calls last game. He one. He's, he's, good good one. For,
0: he's good for multiple penalties a game, Hawkinson. So I I get that his quarterback is is horrible. Yeah, and that's kind
1: of a big deal, Rabs. That's kind of a big. deal. There's also who, no give talent me guys. Trent, who's okay? So so no talent on a
0: rebuilding roster. What are what are your like top young players on this team? The, Eric Barnes,
1: Romeo Aquara, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Sure, are it's, my guy. Sure looks
0: like it. Looks like it. Amon St. Brown's look tremendous. Romeo Aquara has been great this year. I don't know what to tell you. I'm it, it's. Don't please don't ever question again why I can't watch his team this year. That's it. That's it. I want to get on the same page. They're terrible. No, I, I get They're it. Horrible. I will say They have a
1: pulse. They didn't lose, so they just. Des- I mean, I think we should like give them some credit, but that oh, Trent, not I, at, no, no, Trent, you no, can no, no, you can't, can, Trent. Go ahead. I, no, I'm no, I'm just. You, I'm I have just talked saying, all
0: time all, all about the Lions. You can go.
1: I, I love know. DeAndre Swift. I love him. I I love. I absolutely love T.J. Hawkinson. I think it's a travesty that a Pro Bowl caliber player needs to play with this quarterback. And this play calling, I will also say that I, I want to give Trey flowers a shred of credit because for that guy to dive on the ball at the end, like, like, why does he still care? I don't know. He's won Super Bowls. He's got nothing to gain from being here. The fans hate him. The fans are, the, he gets no support, but for him to actually make a play at the end was pretty awesome. The only X takeaway I have from the game was Deandre Swift was incredible and once Evan Brown got hurt on an already banged up offensive line, they couldn't move the ball. So that's it. I also think DeAndre, or not DeAndre stuff I think Jamal Williams being gone still hurts this team, and I will I'll beat that drum till the end of time. That's all I got. Pat on the back for the Lions. They didn't lose. I understand. They also have a quarterback who threw 11 yards in the first half. Jeez, I reached my breaking so point with bad. Golf solely because this team, when it's anything beyond third and six. I have zero confidence that they're going to convert zero because you know what I know it's going to be. It's going to be a handoff. DeAndre Swift had 33 carries in that game. 33, 33 carries. That's all. I'm done.
0: About time. Though
1: Pound the rock. All
2: right. Trent, let's let's do the Trent Collins. Do you have anything at all? No, I'll just say, I mean, it was Dan Campbell had a horrible game. Just point blank. That was a horrible coach game. It's a horrible football game to watch. Um, I didn't get how they coached at all in the second half. It was just, I don't know. Whatever.
0: Yep. Well, we move on. Uh, picks real quick, Trent. The leaderboard is. Can you please update us on the leaderboard?
1: Uh the leaderboard is now ten and eight Rabs, eight and ten Collins, eight and ten Shrent.
0: Fantastic. Um, I couldn't, I'm looking up right now because I could not even tell you who the, oh, they go to the Browns, the lions at Browns. What a game. This is going to be the five and five Browns one o'clock on Sunday. Um, right now, the spread Browns are a 10 point
1: favorite over under is 45 and a half. So Something I'm going to, I'm going to take a very similar approach to last week. Cause both these teams are run centric. Is that a word? Run centric. Yeah. Okay. Both these teams are run centric. After the week Swift had, and maybe you get Williams back. Who knows? Maybe you get Egwuegbuke in the mix. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just think the Lions are going to run the ball. They have to. This quarterback absolutely fucking blows. Um, and then I think, I think for the Browns too. You know, that's kind of what their bread and butter is. They got Chubb. I don't know if um, Kareem Hunt's coming back yet. I know he was on IR. I think he's coming he back. He might expect him to also, return Week Eleven. Cherry on top is Baker Mayfield is questionable. So both these teams struggle to move the ball. They struggle to score because of their quarterback limitations. I will take the under and I will take the Lions to cover. 10 is too many. I genuinely think, look, you guys are just <laughs> laughing at me. I genuinely <laughs> think the Lions are going to cover because I think that tying that game was enough after that blowout at Philly or against Philly. That'll be enough for this team to get riled up again, for this coach. I think the Browns
2: win by 40 next week. I really do. The Browns have been (laughs) terrible this year. I actually think the tie doesn't help because the fact of the matter is they should have won that game. Yeah, they just can't win at all. There's no – So, and if Jared – like, if Jared – first of all, Jared Goff's not good to start with. If he's hurt, you're playing a 70% Jared Goff. I I don't know if Dan Campbell is capable of doing his job then. If you can't replace (laughs) – a seventy percent Jared Goff. I think <laughs> the Browns actually might win forty-five to ten. Give me the Browns. What about the total? Forty-five to ten.
0: So over. over. So he's got all. Yes. Over. That's your score. Oh, Trent. I'm going to tell you. I was actually going to take the Lions this week because I do think that ten is like a lot of points. Even even for even for the Lions, I think it's a lot of points, but after hearing Collins say that I just like in my brain have now watched this game already. And the lions do lose big. I will take the under for the sake of that. I don't think, I think the defense has been playing a lot harder, which is, which is, I guess, I don't know, encouraging, but I don't think that the lions can keep pace to to have this game go over. So I'm going to take the under and I'm going to take the Browns. And I, I just, just for the sake of, if I'm sitting here, Next week when we record, and I took the Lions in this game, and they lose by 20 points, I'm going to be sick to my stomach. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. The Browns I think are at this crossroads with their team of like, what are we like? Are, are weren't we supposed to be good this year? And I know that you no, know, now Baker Mayfield is being criticized for his play and probably deservedly so. So, I don't know. Those are my listen.
1: Picks. I have a Browns fan who is. I have a friend who is a Browns fan. Is what I meant to say. They the fan base, it seems, has punted I mean, they don't care because they really're yes. yeah. the Lions son Fair. I got no rebuttal for that. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. A lot. I think the Lions the covers a lock. We'll see what the over under happens. I oh think it goes God, under dude. Dude, What the, <laughs> I, okay, okay.
2: A the lock. Browns aren't the Browns aren't good. I'm not saying the Browns are good, but they're still playing for something. The Lions are playing for winning a game it's a little bit different.
1: Yeah. Baker's got two different injuries as well. I hope he plays because if he doesn't play case, Keenum's going to play and then we will lose. You're right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So for the sake of time, no trifecta, correct? Trent. We're driving for today. Maybe All I'll, right. Maybe
1: I'll have six next week. We'll see. Trent's
0: got to get on the road. Um, thank you both for waking up early this morning and getting, up, up, except I didn't wake up. I slept through. Well, we, we, We had a time. We said, Collins, we texted you. When you wake up and see this, if you're not on by 10, we're done. We're kids. (laughs) You're being replaced. But um, we did it. We made it happen. Um, That is all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rubinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show on Twitter at Motown underscore rundown or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We are on Apple Podcasts and we are on Spotify. Go follow us, subscribe, rate us five stars, whatever you got to do so you don't miss any of the show. Uh, Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week.